This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rhodes. Well, here we are again. Here what is up. new in the world of gadgets and gizmos? Well, it's been an interesting week. It's been a week in which researchers in Switzerland have calculated pi to 82.8 trillion digits. Gosh. How about that? That uses a lot of paper. It uses a lot of paper. And they're trying to get in the Guinness Book of Records. But how on earth are the Guinness Book of Records going to check? <laughs> well, that's true. Yes, I can't that's... imagine that. Well, you can employ a team of Swiss researchers to check. Oh, hang on a second. No, no, busy. Oh. <laughs> busy why, why do you think they stopped at eighty-two point eight trillion? Um, it's very, very difficult to calculate it to to that uh, that that distance, and maybe that's as far as they got before their funding ran out. Well, possibly. Um, maybe we should remind people why on earth we calculate pi at all, apart from the fact was it twenty-two over seven? Isn't it? I mean, if I remember that right. Well, no, it isn't twenty-two oh, over seven. Oh, okay. it is. That is a that is a gross approximation. No, I've been doing it wrongly. I got up to eighty two point seven trillion digits, and I've been doing it wrongly. Well, <laughs> uh, pi is got as the ratio of the diameter of a circle to the circumference, mm. um, and people have been trying to get more and more uh, more exact calculation uh, for a very very long time indeed for millennia, right? Actually. And people have often tried to. Uh, to round it down, 22 over 7 is an approximation. There was a, uh, an education board in, uh, in America in the 1890s who said, let's just make it 3.2 and have done with it. Ooh. And so they well, I remember the... three three point one four two is what I remember. Three point one four one five nine two six and okay. so on. Yes. Okay. Well, you better than me, right? But pi crops up. Pi, the the name pi was given it to by Euler, the eighteenth uh, century French mathematician, who also uh, came up with e being the the base of natural logarithms, mm. named after him, Euler, and indeed i. Uh, which is the mathematical term for the square root of minus one. Right. I'm feeling I'm back at school again. And what is really interesting about all this is that Euler's identity is uh, the term for possibly the most beautiful equation in all mathematics, which is e to the i pi equals minus one. And it is it just ties so many things together. It's stunning. Uh, I might have to take your word for that. You I don't suppose you would explain to me why I would find that beautiful. Uh, not in the time left in this radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slightly Let us worried move the next, on. Yes, I'm slightly worried the next time I meet you in person, you will try and explain it. Oh, I will do my best. Um, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to avoid right. me till I've forgotten about it. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Apple have announced they're going to be scanning iPhones uh, for child abuse images. Big outcry, um, of course, uh, mainly from the uh, chief executive of WhatsApp. Mm. WhatsApp, of course, have got a real downer on 
Apple because it's owned by Facebook and Apple are trying to stop Facebook tracking people across yeah. sites. So that's possibly why. Um, will it stop, will it pick up pictures of me putting my kids in the bath? People say, of course, no, it won't. When you say that, though, Facebook often has been ridiculed for, you know, um, censoring well-known... It does, uh, yes. Art, ...artist images uh, that might feature, heaven forbid, you know, a, a uh, nipple or something exactly. like that. Well, this is, yes, what Apple does. I mean, first of all, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, they already screen images. Yes. Uh, right. for, um, for child abuse. What Apple does is it matches images against a database of known child abuse images. And if it finds a significant number of of correspondences, then it will, then a human will take a look and see what's going on. But what they, but what the difference is that Apple will, because you're uploading stuff to uh, the cloud, if you're backing up your phone, they will do that automatically without you actually having to send your images to someone right. as you do with the, with the other sites. Right. Um, so it's been slightly misunderstood. People are saying, is this great assault on our privacy? And actually, it's, a, uh, it's more of an assault on people who share child abuse images. So Which is not what we much. want. We so you, have we to, want. you have to wonder about the actual database that has all the images on for them to check against. You do. You do. This is the standard sort of FBI database, I think. Oh, but okay. uh, yes, right. Let's 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 not go there. No, no. Let's Instead, go somewhere else. Where should we go? Let's go up into space because we haven't been there for uh, for at, at least, least a week. week. Yes. yes. <laughs> and news of the first wooden satellite, which is to be launched this year. Wooden, isn't that charming? Yes, well, it's it made of plywood. Up? Well, that's what they want to do. They want to test the durability of plywood in low temperature uh, mm. and in a vacuum. And when bombarded by the kind of radiation that you get in space, it's not very big. It's 10 centimeters by 10 by 10 centimeters. And of course, you can tell me instantly the volume of that, uh, of that cube. Uh, yeah, a thousand square centimeters. No. Very good. Yes. A few. Okay. Well, a thousand, almost a thousand cubic centimeters, just to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry. No, no, no. You're quite right. No, yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it weighs one kilogram, which is very neat. So it has the same density as water. Mm. Which is interesting. And uh, it, I'll have well, a couple of cameras. Well, does it doesn't actually weigh anything in space. It might still have mass, but it won't have weight. Oh, very good. Very good. Yes. You're on the ball, aren't you? Yeah, you has, probably, has, you uh, probably taught me that at one of our earlier meetings. Yes. <laughs> it has two cameras. One of them is on a selfie stick so that it can look at itself. So the people back so home can see so what's happening a, to it. So it's a wooden satellite that's got vanity as well. Exactly. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Anyway, I don't know what's going to happen to it, but it's just a little test. And uh, we'll see if it survives. But if it does survive, plywood, you know, it's very strong, mm. very, very light and very eco-friendly and as much as anything sent into space can be seen as being eco-friendly but it it will degrade naturally up there good idea intriguing yeah good seems idea. to be seems and to be. talking of things that degrade naturally oh yes um researchers at tianyin university in china have developed the first dissolvable smartwatch what yes um, Why do you want a smartwatch that dissolves? Well, because there's an awful lot of junk left, you know, after people throw away their tech. Mm-hmm. And 
This one dissolves completely in 40 hours when immersed in water, leaving just things like the, uh, the screen, the OLED screen, um, the microcontroller and a bunch of resistors and capacitors that can be then easily removed and mm. repurposed. And Was how do they do it? They do it by modifying the zinc-based nanocomposite by adding silver nanowires. I'd I probably, rather, yes, you I probably guessed like, that. Yeah, yes. that was exactly what I was thinking. Um, exactly. But a dissolvable smartwatch, you sort of have yes. to hope that you don't dissolve it by accident. If you get caught in the rain. Exactly, exactly. I think it could be some time before this sees the light of day, probably for good reason. Well, certainly the, the, the rain of sky. But, yes. you know, well, well, it's people have got quite, to work these things out, haven't yeah, they? It's quite intriguing. Let's have one of these. So, what now? That was very quiet, wasn't it? It was. It I wonder was. why that was. Well, don't want to disturb you too much. I thought okay. you were yeah, on the point of I was, disappearing into the land of Nod. I, I wake you the, up. <laughs> on, the, on the brink. Now, so here's the situation. You're driving your Tesla down a country road, mm-hmm. towing your caravan behind you, mm-hmm. and you find that the caravan slows down your Tesla, and, of course, it's using more power, you run out of charge quicker. And the yes, shortage has happened to you many times. How, how many Tesla owners do you think have caravans? Well, good point. That's a very good point. And I was wondering that myself. But, I mean, if there's a Venn diagram of caravan owners and Tesla owners, I yes. don't think they will even get near each other. No, I think that's very <laughs> Well, They may not tow caravans, but they will tow trailers of some kind. Oh, yes, glamp, glamping gear, perhaps. Glamping yes. gear, exactly. Yes. Well, the uh, company who... Uh, make Colorado teardrops, which is a rather interesting shaped caravan. They have developed the boulder, as they call it, the camping trailer, which is uh, full of batteries. So as you drag it along, it recharges your Tesla. Oh, even though batteries are very heavy, so presumably it requires even more power. Exactly, exactly. I know, I know. It's They must be really annoyed about that. That they mm. invent this thing, and a lot of the power is going into simply compensating for the fact that it's got a lot of power. Yes. Tricky, isn't okay. it? Yes. But it's not been a good week for Tesla. Well, I mean, it's been a good week in that several times this year they have become the biggest car seller in the UK. Mm. But it's not a good week in that it turns out that Teslas, when they're put into automatic self-driving mode, mm. don't like flashing lights. And in the last three years... 11 self-driving Teslas have crashed into stationary ambulances. Ooh. It's not good, is it? No. But then in this country, we don't have self-driving Teslas yet, do we? I mean, we're not we don't. They're no. not allowed yet. Not allowed yet. But these so, are the ambulances in the US. But I, I hadn't realised that they had self-driving Teslas as well. I thought they were all still being tested. I hadn't realised they'd gone live. They, no, they have gone live. They have gone oh. and, uh, and people are busy using them and indeed crashing into stationary. If you're going to crash into anything, I suppose an ambulance is the best thing to choose. <laughs> yes, I suppose so. Um, though ambulance crews must be getting a little bit bored of it. You would think they would. Anyway, uh, the, they're being investigated by the U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's Office of Defect Investigation. Mm. Imagine having that on your business card. <laughs> Cards, plural. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. It's a concertina card. You would yes. need a big card. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that about Tesla. Probably time we just pause for breath. 
sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Into gadgets and gizmos, where I'm in conversation as ever on tech with Steve Kaplan on technology. So, where do we go now? Well, we're still on the road, and we're still on the road with self driving cars. Mm-hmm. As you pointed out so rightly, uh, self driving cars are not uh, permitted in the UK yet, but they are permitted in the US, particularly you know, California, where people like to drive such things or be so, driven you know, yes. by such things. It's an odd odd phrase, because when I'm in the car, I am myself driving the car. So it is self-driving. But I know what you mean. Well, since they're called automobiles, doesn't that imply they should automatically mobile? Yes. 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 Well, we've been sold a pop all these years. We have. I think we should complain to Henry Ford immediately. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So, sorry, you were saying. So The self-driving cars are trained where they're made in California, Hmm. where it tends to be very sunny. And that's part of the reason why they've not been made legal here, because we have narrow roads and lousy weather most of the time, Mm. even in August, looking out the window now. Mm. But um, so the researchers at Harriet Watt University in uh, Edinburgh have uh, been uh, working at fitting a van with LIDAR and GPS and driving it around in Edinburgh uh, in the rain and snow and fog, as well as mm. in rural yes. roads north of Edinburgh, to try and train it on real-world, i.e. non-Californian situations. Uh, and they are then going to make that data available to people who make self-driving cars, which is, I think is such a good idea. And it could yeah, actually yes. you know, make them yes. make them that much better. You you say lidar as though I know what that is, and I'm afraid I don't. Oh, lidar! It is the equivalent of radar uh, that uses um, lasers. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Uh, the trouble with radar is it's you. You've seen radar going blip blip in, in war films, haven't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, the trouble that's... with radar is it's quite fuzzy, and they're trying to make it less fuzzy, but it's still you know, quite fuzzy. And so the LIDAR is just a bit more, um, more much more precise. Less fuzzy radar. Yeah, excellent. Yes, less I, fuzzy, I fuzzy radar. radar. It probably doesn't stand for less fuzzy radar, but, you know, we can pretend it does. Yes, California being the centre of the sort of universe crops up in other places. Well, don't, I, I think you know this anyway, but whenever you hear frogs in jungles in films, um, it's invariably a fog that only exists in California. Because that's so the I've one they have it. the recording of. They don't yes. actually ha- didn't seem to have recordings of frogs in real jungles. It's like the Wilhelm scream, isn't it? Oh yes, these, yes. These pop up wonderful. all over the yes, place, which I won't imitate now. Okay, no, don't, please don't. <laughs> no. So where I never recognise it. I only find out about it afterwards. It's yes. disappointing. Mm. Okay, uh, so from the Wilhelm scream, where do we go? Well, we're going to stay on the road just briefly. Uh, Ferrari 
They back in the 1950s, they made 34 250 Testarossas, which were reckoned to be among the best racing cars, or certainly the most beautiful racing cars uh, ever made. And they won all kinds of competitions, races, and accolades back in the 50s. They're now making 300 replica Testarossas, um, which they will sell for a mere £79,000 each. Which is reasonable for a. It does. There is a catch. Right. They're for children. You give a children yes. this amazing That's sports right. car. Okay, hang on. What, what's, what's going they're, next? They're three-quarter size. They're electric, and they're made oh. for kids. They're wow. made for kids whose parents have £79,000 to, to, to spend on their next Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, they think there are at least 300 of them. They probably are. They clearly are. do, yes. 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 Extraordinary. So, yes. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. Yes, you can probably name them straight off. Yes. Sadly, my kids are too old for one now, so I won't be getting them one. But, um, but I, wonder, yeah. I wonder if a, a smallish adult could fit in and just yes, look as impressive. So. Mm. Yes. It would make, it'll, it'll make a smallish adult look huge, wouldn't it? Which is another bonus. Yes. Yes. They've missed a market opportunity there. They clearly. really have. Well, maybe after listening to this program, maybe they will <laughs> remarket it. So where next? Is that the last thing to do with roads? It is the last thing to do with roads. I, I thought you'd be glad about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us move on. I think it's time for our crowdfunding time of the week. There we are. That was quiet as well, wasn't it? I think you got your volume set too low. Yeah, it's on full, it's on full volume. I think you're just yeah. too loud. Oh, so I've never been accused of being too loud before. <laughs> too garrulous, maybe. <laughs> okay. So what now? Uh, well, this is an iPad stand. It's called the T-Stand 2. Presumably there was a, just a T-Stand 1 or indeed mm. just a T-Stand, uh, which um, rests on your chest when you're lying in bed oh. and holds your iPad, making it sort of quite a convenient way to view your iPad while you're, while you're lying down. Yes. And they want... It's on Indiegogo. They want $74 for it, which is about £54, which seems like not too expensive, but it gives me an opportunity to talk about the very best iPad stand you can get, which is called... Um, well, a, it doesn't really have any names. because it's made by lots of different people, but if you go onto eBay and you search for iPad Spider, one can be yours for as little as £10.95. I, I own one because you of your do. recommendation on this very programme. And I may not buy three-quarter size um, Ferrari Testarossas, but no. I can I can buy a 1095 iPad Spider. And it is it is pretty impressive, except the legs don't seem to want to stay the way they were the last time. So you're always having to bend the legs, which doesn't seem to yes. like it after a year or so. But no, well, I use excellent. it both lying in bed. And if I'm doing a, a Zoom talk with friends, I'll put it on the table in front of me. And then you can have the iPad at the height you want and at the angle you want. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Ah, no, it works remarkably well. Yeah, no, I agree. It's really useful because I d- did used to read the uh, I would read the paper in bed in the morning or mm. most of it, and that's been a great boon. Paper. Where would you last read a paper on paper? Well, I don't read a paper on paper. I read a paper on my tablet. Yeah, it, it, it's an iPad stand, so I do find putting the iPad on it is more yeah. useful than putting the newspaper. No, no, on no. It. The fact that you still <laughs> call it a paper. Oh, I see. Well, well, I know many people who still read papers on paper. Yes, but I given read, that I still read books on paper. Given that the new that the full name of it is newspaper, and you choose half of that to drop, <laughs> dropping pay, the news bit is perhaps the wrong bit these days. Maybe just call it the news. 
Well, maybe. I'll have a think about that. You have a it little takes, think about it. It takes me a while to change the way I do things. Yes. <laughs> Indeed it does. <laughs> Norm- normally 20 years or so. Yes. Okay. Where, where now? Where now? Uh, Let's have one of these first. So, where are we going now? Well, gold, platinum, zinc, all these precious, and indeed in the case of zinc, not so precious metals, are mm-hmm. running out. And they reckon they've got about 20 years left, uh, after which there will be no more of these metals to mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's, who reckons this, but people who know about such things. So there turns out to be plenty of gold, platinum and zinc, and indeed copper and other metals, in the sewers in Brussels. I'm not saying only in the Brussels sewers, right. but it's researchers yes, yes. in okay. Brussels who've been digging around in their sewers with mm-hmm. a sieve of some kind, yes. uh, trying to find this stuff. And so how does it get there? Well, it gets there from uh, jewellery erosion, from bits of gold and silver washing off your jewellery, mm-hmm. from medication, which apparently has quite a lot of precious metals in it, and from catalytic converters in cars, although how these catalytic converters end up in the sewers, I don't really <laughs> yes. know. Yes, <laughs> it's very strange. Hmm. I have never known anyone to flush a catalytic converter, but maybe they do it in Brussels. Who knows? Mm. So mm. these things, uh, sewage used to be sent for slurry uh, to be given to the kind of animals that eat such stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had to stop doing that because of the presence of all the metals. So that's now banned. So it's a kind of win-win. They can both clean up the sewage so it's fit for whoever likes eating sewage to eat it and recover the message. So how do they get it out? It seems that they're developing some kind of bacteria to clean the sewage and somehow excrete the metals. Wow. Exactly. Wow, indeed. So we don't have proof of concept yet. We don't have no, we don't have proof of concept. To use a, a phrase that sounds actually wonderful. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's concerning that if they make these bacteria and they escape from the lab, as such things always do, mm. they're going to start chewing their way through all the metals on the planet, aren't they? Yes. Mm. Yes, they'll go off hunting. Yeah. You know, today, the sewers. Tomorrow, the world. They'll, exactly. They'll escape and go rampaging. Did you ever read a short story by Kurt Vonnegut? called Ice Nine. I don't think so. It was a science fiction story about a a government developing this uh, chemical, which when poured onto a battlefield would Mm. make all the water on the battlefield uh, instantly turn into uh, uh, impermeable ice Mm -hmm. so that their troops could walk on it. So they deploy it, and of course it spreads throughout the entire world and turns all the water in the world into ice. Oh, so well, there's no point in reading it now. Not with that spoiler. <laughs> well, if I hadn't told you the spoiler, there wouldn't have been any point in the, the whole story. Anyway, I think if we've got a couple of minutes left, we should. I've got a few more Amazon reviews for you. Oh, yeah. So these are, these are amusing Amazon reviews that amusing may not Amazon be reviews. worth taking totally seriously. Oh, exactly. One of them is from one of my favourite book titles, which is called How to Avoid Huge Ships. The book, <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. No, the book is Who's actually available. Um, people in boats, I imagine. Okay. And the right. review said, we shouldn't just be avoiding huge ships. We should be confronting them. If we spend our lives running away, the huge ships win. 
right. Okay. What can you do with that? <laughs> oh, dear me. Okay. Um, the other one is from a book published by the Rand Corporation in the 1960s called A Million Random Digits. Uh, it was done in the days when, well, researchers needed random numbers, and random numbers are very hard to get uh, a computer to generate because it doesn't like mm. doing anything in a random way. Mm. And these are described as high-quality random numbers in the, in the book's sales patter. And one of the reviewers said, they only used 10 and just kept repeating them in different combinations. Don't be fooled. <laughs> right, okay. I thought that was quite funny. You wonder why it's still in print. You do wonder why it's still in print. Yes. Maybe okay. maybe people are just like browsing random numbers. Possibly. There, there must be such people. Or so, just, so, you know. Yeah, it's possibly the people who are calculating pi to 82.8 trillion digits. Maybe that's how they did it. Maybe they just scanned the book yes, yes. and said, here you go, we've done pi. <laughs> yes. But as you say, how can I really check that? Okay, one last one briefly. Uh, yes, the baby mop. This is an actual product. You can get it on Amazon for £19.99. And it is a kind of romper suit for toddlers hmm. uh, with uh, those sort of mop fibres uh, stitched onto the underside. So as they're crawling around, they mop your kitchen floor for you. That sounds a brilliant idea. What a <laughs> shame, a as you put it up before, what a shame our children are so old now. Yes, indeed. Anyway, so the best review of this that I found was, the only problem is my child has outgrown the suit and I'm having to rent children from the neighbourhood to keep the floors clean. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, gosh. I, I th I'm, I'm going to look that product up. I think I actually want it. The reviewers made me <laughs> want the product. Exactly. Anyway, that's it for this week's Gadget and Gizmos from me, Simon Rose, and from Steve Kaplan. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.